This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, today I'm going to talk to you about a subject that I really believe will change your life. How many people want to change in their life today? Amen? I don't know about you, but I, I want to go what the Bible says. I want to go from glory to glory. I just want to keep going higher in God. Amen. And uh, I just want to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I don't want to go into the valley. I know we, sometimes we have valley experiences, but we're not supposed to be camp in the valley. Amen? The Bible says, you know, in, the, in Psalms 23, that you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you will fear what? No evil. And I know that, that, that some of us might be going through a valley today. So I'm, I'm going to minister a, a key here. And this is going to piggyback off of uh, my series on um, blessed to be a blessing. How many people know that, that, that God has blessed us to be a blessing? And that you're, Ab- say I'm Abraham's seed. And Abraham was tremendously blessed. And the same blessings that Abraham has, we, we have too, amen? Because we're in a covenant with God, amen? And so if you have your, your Bibles, open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I'm going to talk to you about the power of a thankful heart. The power of a thankful heart. Having a thankful heart or a heart of gratitude. I I like what one person said. If you want to learn to receive more from God, develop an attitude of gratitude, of thankfulness. And so, you know, I'm going to say this on the other side of it. If we're complaining, if we're murmuring, if we're griping... There's no faith in that. Amen. And what is not of faith, the Bible says, is sin. So we don't want to find ourselves in a place where we're murmuring and griping, complaining. We want to be in a place, you know, you heard the old adage, complain and you will remain. Have you ever heard that before? And if you praise, what's the next thing? You'll be raised. And so I I want to encourage you. I don't think we're, we're, I, I think sometimes when we live life, you know, has anybody ever received something brand new in here? You know, maybe uh, you all received something for a gift. You received something brand new, bought something brand new. Normally, um, you, you esteem it real highly when you first get something. Isn't that right? You take care of it. Then after a couple months, you're throwing your cell phone down. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You're not, it, 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 it's not, the newness wears off. And I believe that when we develop an attitude of gratitude, it keeps the newness in our life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Some of us have been saved, amen, for a while. If you're saved, notify your face like I always say. If you're saved, to keep that salvation, to keep that excitement. Remember when you first got saved? Some of you, when you first got saved, was so excited about the kingdom of God. And so how are we going to keep that excitement? How, how do we keep it new? We keep talking about it. We keep talking about how good God is. We keep talking about his promises. We keep talking about how great our church is. Okay. We keep, look at your neighbor and say, talk about it. Amen. Listen, let me, let me before we go to Thessalonians, Revelation 12, 11 is awesome. And, uh, and in Revelation 12, 11, it says that they overcame him. Who? Who are we supposed to overcome? The devil. Amen. The devil hates us. So, so the Bible says that they over and, and right before that, it says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And so the devil is, is called, he's a liar. He's called the deceiver. And he's also called the accuser of the brethren. Make sure you're not accusing the brethren. Okay, I won't go there. In other words, we need to be very careful that we don't fit and we start talking negative about other people as well. This can preach today, amen? So Revelation 12, 11, they, he says that they overcame him. Who? The devil. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I'm telling you, our testimony, you know, is, is, is the key. And our testimony should be positive and not negative. And our testimony will in, not only empower us, but it will empower those that hear the testimony. One person said a testimony is like a living document that keeps going on. 
Think about that. When you testify that God answered a prayer, or when you testify that God did something good in your life, and somebody hears that, you know, they can receive that testimony and receive it for themselves. If God healed your back and, and, and somebody's having back issues, they can say, oh, if God can do it for that person, God can do it for me. And you know that God can do it for you, right? Amen. So uh, say this. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And let me say this, too, is that everything, you know, in this faith walk, there's going to be times where things don't seem like that they're working out. There's going to be times when our prayers don't seem like that they're being answered. There's going to be times when people are going to do negative things. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's going to be times where maybe some un, uh, un, uh, unjust things may happen to you. But know this. You need to keep this in your, in your spirit here. It's Romans 8, 28. And, and it says, we know all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So what that's saying to me is no matter what's going on, God's going to even the odds. It, whatever is going on in our life, even if it's some unjust things, God's going to make it right if we respond in the right way. Amen. How do you respond when people aren't treating you right? You pray for them. What? You, you do good. You do good things for them. What? You, that's what the Bible says. You, when, when people are doing wrong things, you do right things back to them. And the Bible says that God will work it out. The Bible says vengeance is the Lord's. So he'll work out any negative thing. So, so if you have this in your makeup, when things aren't going right, that God's going to work it out for our good, regardless of what it looks like. Amen. Remember Joseph? You know, he was doing everything he was supposed to be doing. He was doing the right things. And, uh, and Joseph, you know, was checking up on his brothers and, and following his dad's, uh, uh, you know, directions and what he wanted. He was honoring his father. And he ended up getting thrown in a pit. He ended up being sold into slavery. All these negative things happened to Joseph, but I believe he kept the right attitude. Amen. Amen. Uh, listen, ad, you know, one person says attitude is 90% of life, knowledge is 10%. In other words, if you have a, a great attitude, no matter what's going on, it's going to cause you to rise up. Amen. It's like that old story of the uncle that, that uh, visited the home uh, uh, of, of his nephews and nieces and, and, and the parents were out. He was actually babysitting and he had a mustache and um, one of the kids was a practical joker. And so he took some Limburger cheese and rubbed it all on his mustache. And then, and then he woke, they woke him up and he said, it stinks in here. And so he started walking around the house and man, it stinks in this den. So he went into the kitchen and he said, boy, it stinks in here too. And so, you know, he, had, he didn't realize he had that Limburger on, on his mustache. And then he w- went outside. He took a big, big breath of air. He says, the whole world stinks. What, what am I saying? I'm saying that, that, that don't let one bad thing happen to you to sour your entire life. Don't allow what one person has done to you or said something negative to you. Don't let that sour your outlook on life because God has your back. God is watching over you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Let bygones be bygones. Bury the hatchet, not in their head, but bury (laughs) bury the hatchet. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and so when we let bygones be bygones, then we're going to be more peaceful. Amen. And I don't know about you, but the enemy's trying to steal our peace these days. And I'm not going to let him steal my peace. I'm not going to let him steal my joy. I'm going to be joyful this holiday season. Amen. So in Thessalonians, you know, we talk about the will of God. And, and this, this is, this is uh, Paul encouraging, encouraging the Thessalonian church, but encouraging the entire church. Of the body of Christ. And in Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, he says, Rejoice sometimes. Rejoice only when good things are happening. No, he doesn't say that. It says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. 
for you. So he says here, rejoice always. Always? Yeah, yeah. Not just on Sunday morning at the worship. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Continue to pray. How do you do that, Pastor? Just, Just talk to the Lord every day. Tell him how good he is. Let him know that he's awesome. That you're so glad that you're saved and that you're not on the... You know, the, the, the broad road of destruction. Thank God that you're on the narrow path of life. And then and then it says here um, that uh, that th- that we should uh, always give thanks. And it says here, give thanks in everything. It doesn't say give thanks for everything, because there are some negative things. You, you don't think, you know, what the devil's doing. To your kids. You don't think, you know, thank you, devil, for attacking my kids. No, but you can thank God is moving in the midst of that. And, and, and in the process of delivering your kids. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? You don't thank God for the car accident, but you thank God that, that you were able to walk away from the car accident. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? Thank God that you have insurance. Thank God. Amen. And so, and so we, we, we need to get that in our makeup. And we need to rejoice always. I like what Psalms 34 says. It says, I will bless the Lord sometimes. No, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I believe maybe Paul, you know, took a lot of his, some of his writings. They were were inspired by God. But some of it is from the Old Testament too, from the Psalms and the Proverbs. Even even Jesus uh, spoke some things from Deuteronomy and from the Psalms. And so, so I believe that this was a Psalm that, 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 that came up in Paul's spirit when he, when he wrote about rejoice always. And he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. You know, I'm going to say this. It takes a heart of humility to worship God when things are going wrong. Can I say that again? I'm telling you, one of the hardest attributes or virtues, if I may, is walking humbly before our God. I'm telling you, it's easy to get in pride. It's easy to get puffed up. It's easy to get upset with things. Amen. But we need to stay humble. Look at your neighbor and say, stay humble. Amen. And you know when the Bible talks about humility? It talks about, you know, see, listen, maybe you're in an argument and it's not really your fault. Be the peacemaker. Some battles aren't worth fighting. Sometimes you just need to let go of it. You may win the battle, but lose the war. You know, just because you may have, you know, you, you might be right. It, you don't, you, sometimes you just need to be the bigger person to walk in peace. Amen. Right. Amen. I'm going to say this, that most of the time things that we argue about isn't worth anything, isn't worth arguing in the first place. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so it says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. See, he's talking about worship and praise. And then he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and and he delivered me from all my fears. Think about that. So 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 in the midst of our uh, anxieties and in the midst of all that, uh, you know, as we seek and worship God, you know, I'm going to say this praise and worship is an anxiety killer. Do you believe that today? What is anxiety? It's contemplating the future without God. That's what anxiety is. It's contemplating your future with God not in it. And I'm going to say this. God's in your, uh, uh, he's, he's in your present and he's in your future. God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And I know sometimes we feel like he, he has at times, but he's always with us. I like that. that, that anybody ever read that footprints? Uh, thing where where when you were going through your hard time, the hardest times, you had, where was God? And it, it was two sets of footprints, and then it had one set, and it was God carrying you. Yeah. We don't we don't realize. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for God, some of us would be in a funny farm today. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying, Dave? If it wasn't for God, thank God. Shh. I'm telling you, praise and worship God is a mind stabilizer. It'll stabilize your mind. 
You know, it says that the, it said that the, the people that serve God in Romans one, but they but then they stopped serving God. They knew God, but they stopped serving God because number for two reasons. They didn't give God glory. They stopped giving God glory and they and they stopped being thankful. And listen, I'm going to say this as a Christian. You should never stop giving God glory. If you, if you want your mind to stay in place, give God glory. If you want your mind to be stabilized, give God glory. If you want it to be unstable, if you want your mind to be unstable, just gripe, moan, and groan about the circumstances. I, 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 wanna, I want the mind of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So God is so good. So, so, so uh, it's a mind stabilizer. And God is so awesome. So anyway, Psalms 34 is still talking about, uh, uh, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all, uh, from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. See, notice it says they looked to him and they were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. I'm telling you, when we look at God and we look at his word and we read his word, his word is glorious and the glory of his word comes, shines back on us. Do you know that? As you take the word of God and you read the word of God, hopefully you're reading your Bible daily. Amen. As you read it, I'm telling you, the, the glory of God's word will reflect back on us. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so Moses, when he spent time with God, the Bible said his face glowed. His face glowed because he was in the presence of God. And when you get in the presence of God, your face is going to light up like a Christmas tree. Your face is going to glow, glory to God. The glory of God will be seen on you. Amen. It says here, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those uh, who fear him and delivers them. I'll tell you, there's something about having a reverential fear of God. It's not being afraid of God. It's having an awe of God. It's, it's knowing that God is awesome and he's glorious. He can do anything. You know God can do anything. He can change your situation around in a New York minute. He can, he can move on the hearts of your children. Glory to God. He can... I'm getting some amens in here. Can God do the impossible? You know, God can do the impossible. Even with your spouse. Okay, I won't go there. <laughs> but God, it's the woman you gave me. But God, it's the devil that's out there. I'm just quoting a couple people from the Old Testament. And then God, what, you know, Job, won't you curse God and die? You know, but anyway, we don't want to do that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of some of his troubles. All of his troubles. The, uh, I guess I'm rereading this. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to those who fear him. The young lions do suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You have no lack when you seek God. You have no lack because God will fill, fill you with every blessing. Do you believe that today? Some of us might be lacking or feeling like lack in our life. What's the remedy for lack in our life? Seek God. That's the remedy when we're feeling lack. No, God will fill your cup full to overflowing. Do you believe that today? Now, I love this because we're talking about praise and worship. We're talking about glorifying God. We're talking about gratitude, which, which science and the Bible has really come together on gratitude. You know, there, you know, scientists tell you that gratitude will enhance every part of your life. The psychologists tell you that, that, that being a person of gratitude will change your whole perspective. Amen. And I love this. It says here, uh, in, uh, in Psalms thirty four twelve, it says, Who is a man who desires life and love many days? How many people want to have, have, have days that you love? Glory to God. It said that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So th this is a... You know, that's the remedy 
for having good days down here, glory to God. I, I want to have good days. I know that there's, you know, the Bible says, you know, there, there's, there's the evil day, but then there's good days. And you may have, there might be an evil day that will come up sometime, but you're going to have many good days because you're controlling your tongue when the evil is coming against you. Are you listening to me? You're controlling your tongue, amen? And you're not allowing the circumstances, you're not allowing your emotions to speak what is. You know, one, one, a faith, a Bible faith truth here is, and this is what Abraham went with, and, and how he saw Isaac come into his life, the promised child. The Bible says that Abraham called those things that be not as though they were. In other words, we need to start speaking what we're believing God to do in our lives. We need to start speaking that our income is increasing, if you're believing for that. Anybody believing for some increase in income? You start thanking God that he's doing it. Maybe, maybe restoration in a relationship. You thank God that that relationship is restored in Jesus' name. You start thanking God ahead of time. You start setting the course of your life by the words that you speak. And I want my life to be good. I want to see good days. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You know, it's one way, you know, back to Thessalonians. It says, in everything, give thanks. And, and giving thanks, I really believe, is an action that we have to do with our mouths. You know, a lot of us are thankful, but are you, are you, giving, are you giving lip service to your thankfulness? Are you speaking your thankfulness? Amen? So to look at Philippians 2, 14 and 15, this is good. And it's all through the New Testament and through the, the letters written to the church. And some may say, you know, I, I, you know, if you're a new believer, I think you should read the letters written to the church because that would tell us how to live our lives. Amen. And in Philippians 2, 14 and 15, <coughs> it says this way. It says, do all things without complaining or disputing. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Amen. And so and so we, we need to be it's saying here that we need to do all things without complaining or disputing. You know, that, that can be at our work. Anybody have a job in here? Amen. Has the boss ever told you to do something you didn't want to do? Amen. As long as it's not morally wrong. And, 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 and against your convictions in the word of God. Well, take out the trash is against my convictions, pastor. Um, I wasn't paid to take the trash out. Listen, if it's, as long as it's not morally wrong, you need, a tr- you need to serve your boss as if you're serving the Lord. Amen. You need to, you know, you need to, if you're a business owner, you need to serve your clients as you're serving the Lord. Amen. And I'm telling you, it will make a big difference. I'm telling you, it will cause your business to go up. It will cause everything in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So he says, do all things. All things? Take out the trash? All things. Without complaining or disputing. (laughs) Amen. So that we can be blameless and harmless children. I like what it says in Ephesians. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification... That it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. And then he says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Some of you are sitting right now in, in your seat saying, this is for me. <laughs> Man. This this message is right for me, Pastor. Oh, my God. How many times do I speak negative about my clients? How many times do I speak negative about my boss? How many times do I speak negative about my family? Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? This is for me. This is really for Pastor Dave. <laughs> this is for Pastor Dave. Amen. See, see, pastors get hit double. 
You know, we're, we're in a fight and the enemy's going to hit the pastor as hard as he can in every area, especially when I preach a message like this. I'm going to challenge you. Can I challenge you this morning? I'm going to challenge you to speak nothing negative this week. Be, oh, there, it's Thanksgiving and we're going to have relatives. I don't, want you, I don't want you sitting at the table and saying this turkey is too dry. I don't want you going there. Thank God you got a turkey. Or are you being a turkey? No, I won't go there. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Hallelujah. So I'm going to challenge you not to be negative. Not to speak anything negative. I'm telling you, if somebody does something wrong to you, pray for them. You're about ready to say something like, that rascal, you know. You're about ready to say something negative, but hold back. Constrain yourself. Because I'm going to say this, you don't want them to keep doing that, right? You don't want them to keep doing the knucklehead things that they do, right, around you? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, you don't want, don't, don't agree with their problem. Lord, that spouse of mine, they have this issue. No, no, listen, focus on their good points and not their bad points. Maybe they sleep really good and, and, and that's the best time that you like them around you while they're sleeping. Are, are you here? Say, tell them that they're, they're, they're good at sleeping. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You ever you ever wake up in the morning grumpy? Sometimes I wake her up too. Okay. Amen. Grumpy. Glory to God. Did you catch that? Okay, let's go. Let's continue. God's grace is available to us when we are when we are in the valley. You know, uh, I really believe when do you need the grace of God the, the most in your life? Not when things are going right. See, you really need the grace of God in your life when things are going wrong. And how do you enhance the grace of God? Praise and worship. How, that, you know, that's the, that's the sound of faith is praise, worship and thanksgiving. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's how you enhance your faith. So, so in the valley, you know, Paul was in the valley in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he, and he besought the Lord three times about, about issues that he was dealing with. He was dealing with, with issues in his life. Distresses and persecutions and all this. And, and the Lord gave him this. He, the Lord revealed to him that, that, that God's grace is sufficient for him. And the Lord said, in your weakness, I am made strong. So, so listen, you might be weak in an area, but allow God's grace to come in that area and make you strong. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Allow the grace of God to come in and, and strengthen you in those areas that, that you are weak and you will become strong. In other words, rely on God. Get God in your equation. God's grace is sufficient for you. In anything that you're dealing with, His grace is bigger than the problem. His grace is bigger than your debt. His grace is bigger than the problems with your relatives or problems with other people. His grace is bigger. And we need, we need to exalt God in the problems of our life. And, and we will end up coming out of those issues, coming out of those problems. Amen? Amen. Psalms 103. You know, why should we be thankful? That's a good question. Why? I got some, I, I got some good word for you. You're saved. Amen. Amen. You're saved. And in Psalms 103, we're going to look at this. And it says here uh, in Psalms 103, 1 through 5, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none not all his benefits. So there's some benefits to our salvation. It says here, number one, he forgives all of your iniquities. You know, that's a good thing. You know, he forgives our present iniquities. He, he forgives us. You know, his, God's cleansing power is ever present to cleanse us from all sin. 
Ooh, that's good news today. So if you mess up, if you mess up last week, ask God's forgiveness. Don't look back and keep moving forward. When the devil reminds you about your, your past, you start reminding him about his future. And it's going to be in a fiery furnace. The devil's only here for a short time. I'm telling you, we're, we're called to inherit the earth. And the Bible said it's the meek that will inherit the earth. It's the ones that are walking in love towards people that are unlovely that will inherit the earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So he forgives it in John 1, 9, 1 John 1, 9, he says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means we can walk in a perpetual, a perpetual place of forgiveness in our lives when we're checking ourselves and making sure we're not walking out of love. One step out of love is one step into sin. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? But thank God, God wakes us up and reveals. See, God has to reveal to you in areas in your life that you're wrong because a lot of times you don't see them. We have blinders on. But when God reveals that area to you, you just repent. And you say, God, help me not to do that. And sometimes I say, God, help me to speak right today. Help me to think right today. Help me to act right today. Because I was a knucklehead yesterday. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Help me. I'm telling you, that's one of the best prayers that you can pray. Help me, Lord. Number two, we can be thankful because he heals all of our diseases. He heals all of our diseases. You can say, Pastor, I'm dealing with uh, dis-ease in my life. I'm dealing with, with this issue in my life. But, you know, God already took care of that 2,000 years ago. And what we need to do is we need to learn to connect to what God has already provided for us in the atonement. Surely Jesus borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten, God inflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him and by his stripes you are healed. He heals all of our diseases. I'm going to say this this morning. You may be suffering with something, but you're in a process of healing. Glory to God. Just, you know, you you may look sick, you may look bad, but you're in a process of looking better. Glory to God. You're in the process. Somebody say, I'm in the process. I'm in the process of debt freedom. I'm in the process of divine health. I'm in the process of good relationships. I'm in the process. You're in the process. You made it here this morning. Glory to God. How many people were almost didn't make it to church this morning? Glory to God. You better be glad that you came out here. Now you could be watching it online, but you get much more when you're in the service. You get less distractions, hopefully. Put down that cell phone. No, I'm kidding. But you get, you get less distractions. Man, we were worshiping right here, right? And I, I was, and I thought about a scripture. I was looking at, I wanted to look at that scripture and make sure I had it right for the sermon. And I felt like the Lord said, are you going to worship me or look up a sermon? I mean, look up, put that phone back. Glory to God. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Aren't you glad I'm not a singer? Light in the darkness. That is who you are. <laughs> Sometimes you need to praise yourself out of, the pro- out of the problem. You just need to praise yourself out of your problem. Have you ever noticed when you start talking about your problems, you just seem to get a little lower? Have you ever, the more you talk about that problem, the lower you get. Every time you talk about the issue or the problem, it does not enhance the problem. It does not make the pain go away. Sometimes it increases it. Oh, I got a headache. Stop confessing that. Amen. Amen. But I do. I got a headache, Pastor. Cherry Coke and uh, Advil, okay? And some prayer to go on top of that. Amen? So, so again, we need, we need to focus more on God. Amen? 
and we need to focus on him. So so we focus that that by his stripes we are healed. Number three, it says here in Psalms 103, it says, who redeems our life from destruction. You know, I, you know, some of you don't even, when you get to heaven, you probably figure it out, glory to God, that God has been protecting your life all your life. I want to say, before you got saved, God was watching over you. And did anybody ever do any dumb things before you were saved? God was watching over you, glory to God. God's divine providence was over you because he had to have you into the kingdom of God. He, he had, was watching over you. His angels were watching over you. I, I thought about all the times that I should have got killed before I got saved. He, he will deliver you from destruction, glory to God. That's what you can be thankful for. Thank God that you're not in a wheelchair. Thank God that you're, that you're not in a hospital. Thank God that you can walk. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And if you are in a wheelchair, you're coming out in Jesus' name. You're in the process. Say, I'm in the process. Hallelujah. We're in the process, amen. The bu- Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 107, it says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And it says, all that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. I love this because if you read Psalms 107, 19, it said the reason why these people were dealing with all kinds of problems is because they weren't listening to God. They were rebelling against God. And and it said that because of their rebellious way, they were afflicted. They were afflicted in their bodies. So rebellion opened the door to the devil, but then they cried and the Lord heard him. So we can do some dumb things and we may open the door for the enemy to come in. But all you have to do is call on the Lord. Amen. And he will send his word and heal you and deliver you from all your destructions. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Amen. Psalms 145, 8 says the Lord is gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's great in mercy. That should be said about us. Ooh, now that's a revelation. That is a revelation, Pastor. What are you talking about? Listen, when you start meditating on who the Lord is, that's, how, that's who you become. Oh, my gosh, I'm giving some revelation today. When you start thanking God, he's, he's good, and he's slow to anger, and he's abound, abounding in love and kindness, and you start worshiping, guess that The reflection of his character reflects back on us, and we, be, we become people that slow to anger. We become people that are compassionate. We become, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The more you, the more you start understanding who God is, he wants to reveal to you who you are in him. You have the capacity to walk in compassion. You have the capacity to walk in love. You have the capacity to be just like Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The disciples, they were preaching. And this was after Jesus uh, went to the cross and, and he ascended into heaven. And, and they were preaching. And they said, these men, they are unlearned men in theology. They, they talk like Jesus. They sound just like Jesus. They walk just like Jesus. Let that be said of Exceed Life Church people. We walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, act like Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Let that be said of us. Glory to God. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. I love that. You know, my, I have a birthday coming up and I'm not getting any younger. Hallelujah. And um, my wife was trying to say, hey, you're going to be you're going to be 36 this year. You know, I'm not. And and she said, you're going to be. I said, I don't want to talk about it. I said, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about my age. I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to confess it. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Glory to God. Listen, you're. You're, you're forever young in the kingdom of God. There's no old people up in heaven. Everybody's young in heaven. Every time I hear somebody gives a report of being in heaven or seeing, seeing their loved ones, they were always young, good looking, trim, and had a full head of hair. 
is heaven. I mean, think about it. If, if, I, if, if I was in heaven right now, you know, I, I'd be looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. I'd be like, yeah, you know. Right, I believe you're going to have the body you desire in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? That you're going to have the perfect body. Somebody said they saw Jesus in heaven and he looked like a, a construction worker. He was built like a Mack truck. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So Jesus was in shape, glory to God. And so here it says he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. And in Proverbs 18, 20, it says a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips. He shall be filled. Listen, your life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. What what does that mean, Pastor? Those are big words. That means what's coming out of your mouth is what your future is going to look like. Oh, man. What? I'm telling you, you can dictate how your future is going to end up by what you're saying. I can tell I can be around you for a few minutes. And if I just listen to what you say, I know where you're going to end up. Because if you're speaking negative, it ain't going to work out. Things aren't working out. For, don't get the Charlie Brown spirit on you. Amen. Charlie Brown was the, was the eternal negative. Uh, he, was, he was not the optimist. He was the pessimist. Nothing's ever works out for me. He'll go to the mailbox. Hello, hello, hello. I never get a letter for Christmas. Remember Charlie Brown? He was, then, he went to his, then he went to Lucy because he had problems and she, was, she, she needed a nickel, right? And to, to tell him all his problems and she started giving all these big words of, uh, of phobias. And, and he, she kept going down the phobia, this phobia and this phobia. And finally she came out with one word that was so long, it was 16 letters long. And he said, what's that? What, what, what kind of phobia is that? That's the fear of everything. And he says, that's it. I got the fear of everything. Are you here? What I'm saying? Don't be be more like a, be more like Linus. He knew he knew the situation. He knew it, what Christmas was all about. It was about Jesus. Your life is all about Jesus. Are you listening to me? You're wondering how I remember all that stuff. I had a record with the with the Charlie Brown. I would listen to it all the time every Christmas. I love Charlie Brown. Amen. Amen. So let me give you five oh, man. I got to close this down, man. Gosh, look how much I got here. Oh, my Lord. I got I got too much. I'm going to close this down. OK, can I just can I preach this in like five minutes, five more minutes? Will you give me five minutes? Man, I'm like, man, I hope I have enough here. My Lord. Okay, five blessings of a thankful heart. And this is where science and, Bible, uh, and the Bible agree. Um, um, science even says that, that having a grateful heart will improve your self-esteem, the image that you have of yourself. And I'm telling you, listen, you can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself first. Oh, okay, I just hit something. The Bible says love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you got a poor self-esteem, you're not going to love your neighbor like how he needs to be loved. If you have a low self-esteem of who you are, you're not going to walk in, in the grace that God wants you to walk in. God created you in his image, Genesis 1.27. He created you uh, uh, in his image and in his likeness. You, weren't cre- you, you didn't come from, you know, uh, the apes. You didn't come from, you know, you, you, you came from God. Yeah, Psalms 8 says, man is crowned with glory and honor and more valuable. You know, we're more valuable than the solar system. If you study out Psalms 8, it talks about the moon and the stars. What is man? That you are mindful of him. Or the, uh, and, and so God is mindful of us. It says in Psalms 139, 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knows right well. Listen, you are fearfully, you are wonderfully made. Don't ever put yourself down. Amen. Don't ever talk negative about yourself. Because you're talking negative about the creation that God created. He created you a masterpiece, one of a kind. You're a masterpiece in progress. 
Don't allow negativity to bring it up. Don't allow your past and your past mistakes to, to alter the image that God sees you in. When you have a good self-esteem, you're going to be more positive around the people, the people around you. Amen. Uh, number two, we, we, we don't want to have that comparitis in our makeup. In other words, we don't want to be comparing ourselves with other people. Because what happens when we compare, we normally compare ourselves with people that are doing better than us, and then that makes us negative. Are you hearing what I'm saying there? Or we compare ourselves with people not doing as well, and that makes us prideful. So we don't need to be comparing ourselves with other people. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Don't compare yourself. God has made you unique, one of a kind. He has the calling that he has placed on you. It says here that, that number two, it improves your health. When we thank the Lord for what he has done, what he has done, and we start thanking him for his promises of divine health, we'll walk in it. Amen. The Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. When we're positive and have a positive outlook and we're praising God, it will eventually get into our hearts and our hearts will become merry and it will be like a medicine to our bodies. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, uh, the, the ten leopards that were that, that cried out to Jesus that one day and they said, uh, son of David, you know, cleanse us. Uh, make us whole, heal us. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And, and as they were going, they were healed. One came back that was a Samaritan, dropped down, and with a loud voice, worshiped Jesus. And he glorified Jesus. And Jesus said, where's the other nine? God's looking for, for somebody to praise him. God's looking for somebody to acknowledge him. God's looking for somebody to give him some glory. He's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you listening? He's looking for those. His eyes go to and fro, looking the whole world over to find those that are hearts that are upright before him to do something good on their behalf. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He's looking for the worshipers. He's looking for the praisers. Jesus came out of the tribe of Judah. And Judah means praise. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we need it. We need it. And so what did he say to that? What did he say to that? To that man that got healed and raised up? He said, your, he said, your faith has made you well. But when you study that well out, it means it's, it's, it, the, it's the Greek word sozo, which means that his faith not only healed him, but got him saved. His faith got him saved. The other nine may have got healed, but I don't know if they got salvation. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But that one that came back and worshiped Jesus not only got healed, but got saved. Remember the lady that, uh, that came in? She was a sinful lady. She came into the house where Jesus was, and, and uh, she came in with a bottle of uh, perfume, and she broke that over Jesus and anointed his head and, his, and, and, and cried over his feet, wiped his feet with her hair. She did all these things, and, and she had many sins. And Simon, which was a Pharisee that invited him to the house, didn't even wash his feet. That was customary. Simon didn't do anything. and She did all these things. And Jesus said to that woman, your, your faith has saved you. Think about that. An outward expression of thankfulness, an outward expression of gratitude can actually save your souls. We need to learn to start getting out and start helping people and start being a blessing to people. Start praying for people on the highways and byways. And I'm telling you, the study of gratitude says when you do that, it's like it's like there's a chemical uh, uh a chemical reaction in your mind called dopamine. And when we do good things, it produces a good feeling in us. And I don't know about you, but I like good feelings. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Science tells you getting out and doing good things. It really is showing that you have faith. James says that if you see a brother that, that, that's uh, destitute without clothing, you say, be, be warm and filled, bless you, and not do anything. Your faith isn't working. Amen. Our faith works when we're stepping out and doing great things for God. Amen. I'm going to have to shut this down. Glory to God. You know, uh, 
gratitude or thankfulness, uh, it, it, it will uh, improve your sleep. It said this is scientifically stated that if you just go to bed and start thanking God for what he has done for you and got you through that day, you will sleep at night. How many people have problems sleeping? It says it will increase your mental attitude. What I said, it, it will, it, the, it's scientifically stated that, 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 um, that it will increase your mental attitude. So, so being grateful and thankful will increase your mental attitude. Now, how do you apply this? I'm going to try to get this done in about two minutes. You apply this by have a, have a gratitude journal. Get a journal and start writing down what you're thankful for. Every morning, before you do anything, start thanking God for the things that he has given you that day. Thank him for your wife. Thank him for your kids. Thank him for your house. Thank him for your car. Thank him for your clothes. Thank him for your job. Just thank him. Thank him for salvation. Thank him. Amen. Write down what you are thankful for. Give voice to your gratitude. Talk about and tell others what you are thankful for. Start witnessing the goodness of God. The Lord revealed to me a long time ago, if I start talking about God, my faith will increase. If you don't, you know, the Bible says if you don't confess God before men, if you don't confess Jesus before men, he won't confess you before the Father and the angels in heaven. We need to start confessing the goodness of Jesus in our life. Number three, we need to meditate on the goodness of God. We need to think about the goodness of God and what he has done, amen, and brag about it. Number four, express gratitude tangibly. In other words, do something, a physical kind act for somebody. Number five, seek gratitude in the Bible. Receive encouragement from the lives of godly men and women who cultivate lifestyles of thanksgiving. And number four, keep your heart clean. Do not allow offense to come in to your faith equation. Did you get something out of it today? I'm telling you, are you going to start thanking God more? Are you, are you going to start giving him thanks and praise? Amen. Let's just do that right now. Raise your hand and say, thank you, Heavenly Father. I love you today. I praise you today. You are worthy of all praise, worthy of all glory, worthy of all honor. You're worthy in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this precious church. I thank you for those that are watching online. And right now, if you're, if you're in a place in your life that you don't like, God can bring you out of it. Maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus and you need to receive him today. You need to make a confession of your faith right where you're at. And if you're ready to receive him today, say this with your mouth and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 